Hello. Well, let's get it out of the way. We haven't been online. Um, we've lost a listener. We have lost a listener. That is the, the most important thing. We are a listener down and uh, Ash's dad was taken very ill recently and Ash didn't like to talk about it on here because his dad was a listener an avid listener I was his favorite um, so I've lost a fan that's the main thing but uh, yeah Ash Ash's dad passed away I think Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning surrounded by his family I don't know I haven't gone through that I mean we all go through it if we're lucky I mean you don't want to die before your parents it's um from the minute we're born, this is the destination, I guess, isn't it? It's also puts things into perspective. But he did like me, and I never got to meet him. And he wasn't a patron, so you know, it's not, let's not go crazy. But it's it's obviously a very sad time. Um, so Ash is not about. I'm going to put this out. This I know this is a Thursday. I'm going to put this out as a free one because. Uh, well, we owe you a th a this week, so this will be that. It's going to be a solo one. Then I might see if anyone's around um, today to record a Patreon. I think we owe some people some things anyway. So anyway, so that's all. Um, goodbye to Leroy Filth, a avid listener and a good man by all accounts, and Ash's dad. Um, we wish Ash, obviously, and his family is difficult, I guess. Like I said, I haven't really lost grandparents, aunties and uncles, but not not one of the big ones, not one of the, uh, I haven't lost my star player, one of my star players. So that's what's going on. And I don't want to, look, this is not for me to get into. But it was, I think it was because he had the vaccine. I don't think it was because he had the vaccine. But I do think the NHS didn't do, they, they missed a lot of things. And I think the NHS is woeful. I had... My blood test. Let me call that me. You know, I had my, never mind all that. I mean, yeah, the man's dead. But I had, I had, I had, to, I had an appointment cancelled last Friday. You know, but I did. No, they they messaged my they, they they did my blood test and they forgot to look for what they were looking for. Then they sent me back down and I told you a fucking old cunty McCunto, the fucking YTS boy collapsed my vein on me, and uh, which still feels weird. I don't know if it's psychological, but like my left. What do you call the inside of your elbow bit? I think I've said this, but it's like the front of your elbow. Back of your knee and your front of your elbow are the same thing. We, I don't, we didn't evolve, did we? You think about what we look like on all four. So I, I front, like dog's legs back. No other animal that walks, its legs bend backwards, do they? Then everything else, legs bend forward. What animal's legs bend backwards? Think about birds, their knees at the back. Birds are fucking horrible, but like, and I think like dogs' elbows is at the back, all right? And uh, horses, bears. No, like our le our legs are completely fucking backwards to anything else. And don't say it's bipedal. Don't give me that evolution fucking bollocks. Because birds walk on two legs and their legs bend forward, don't they? Makes sense. Something must. So when they build robots like that Asimo, why did they put the knee on the front like us? Boston Dynamics don't. They're doing them little dog. I don't know what the design thing is. And the thing is, you say, oh well, design, right? 
evolution's the opposite of design, but evolution is design in a way. It's not designed by a third party, but it's like designed by natural selection, usefulness, uh, efficacy, right? But I, I, I am so team not evolution anymore. I really just think it's the biggest fucking scam. There is no missing link. Now, not the missing link between man like, and monkey. There's no missing link of anything during evolution. Like, I will say, like, I always use the example, and I don't know any of this. I don't need to keep saying that. You all know I don't know anything. But there was an antelope that ate leaves. I've probably said this a hundred times, but until someone refutes it in a satisfactory way, I'm going to keep saying it. There was an antelope that's head was six foot off the ground, and it ate leaves. Then all the leaves that were six foot off the ground got eaten because all the antelopes could reach them. So then there were leaves. The next lot up were six foot five off the ground. Now, one or two of these antelopes were had a bit longer necks. They could, they didn't die. The ones that were, oh, fuck, I can't reach them. They couldn't go get a stool. No such thing. So they're eating the, then the six foot five necked ones uh, don't die. And they look healthy. And they're the ones that mate and they have kids. And guess what? Over a couple of generations, their kids ain't got six foot five necks. They've got six foot seven necks. Blah, 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 blah. That's how you end up with a giraffe. Right, that's how I had evolution explained to me. That, you know, just as time went on over generations of eugenics, natural selection, um, survival of the fittest, we end up with a thing with a big, long fucking neck. Now, where's the skeleton of the giraffe who had a half a longer neck as an antelope to a giraffe? The neck that's halfway up the pole. Because we've got dinosaur bones. We've got fossils of things that lived in the water. like, But we ain't got nothing, not, not one. And not just giraffes. Any animal that's evolved, that's my point. It's not a point. What would you say that was? Whatever that is, that's what that is. Hey, did anyone listen to Ye on Lex Fridman? Right, you've got to listen to Kanye West, or Ye, the artist formerly known as Kanye West, on the Lex Fridman podcast. Because I don't, I'm, he's an interesting cat, is old uh, Ye, like, I don't know whether he's a troll. I'm going to say some internet speak now, and this is going to be so fucking awful, but I'm going to say it. I don't know if he's a troll or a lol cow. Does that, does that make do you know what that means? I don't know if he's the butt of the joke or... Because oh, like, sometimes I think he's like... Well, he calls himself a genius a lot, which is... If that's not trolling or provocative or... I mean, it is just obnoxious, isn't it? But he's doing this... Right, so at the beginning, I won't spoil it, but it's a lot about the Jewish people running Hollywood and media. And Lex Friedman is Jewish. And Lex Friedman is a strange... Like, he works in... For those who don't know, I think he, he went to MIT, I think, and he works in AI and he makes robots. But he's kind of robotic and even worse than Elon Musk. And he's sort of very dour. I don't know why he's successful. He sort of mumbles a bit. So like he's not that coherent, um, but he's very intelligent. I think he likes chess. He's had like four or five podcasts about chess. He's had Magnus on. He's had the Botes sisters on Gotham and Hikaru. I think that's four. So he likes chess. He plays the guitar. He's like me, really, but just like got his shit together more. Um, but so he's sort of like playing. He has to pull Kanye up on some of the anti-Semitic stuff. 
And then he's, there's, at the end, he goes, you trust, you need to trust me, can you? you oh, yay. He goes, you need to trust me. He goes, you shouldn't say that. And that, that, that yeah, he goes, I don't fucking trust you. And he just goes quiet, which isn't that out of the ordinary because that yay can fucking run on a bit. Jesus Christ, he can't off bunny, let me tell you. Bunny all day long. And then um, he stops talking about whatever he's talking about and that Lex Fridman goes, I've got to be honest, Like it really hurt when you said you don't trust me and you've lost me. And then he just sort of wrapped up the podcast, like really sort of like wounded. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's a bit sensitive, but honest. I think that's why I, do, I don't hate Lex Fridman. He is very honest. Um, but I don't know if he took it, you don't trust me because I'm Jewish sort of thing. Or personally. I mean, either's not good, is it? But that Kanye, he would not back down. He would just kept going, you need to apologise. He goes, oh, well, for what? He goes, well, you know, every time you say they and them and the... the it, well, Kanye's got this thing. Now, I was told this. My ex-wife's Jewish. My children technically are full Jewish. I was told, they had it explained to me in Israel, Noah, that Jewish people can use the word Jew. Like I say, I am a Jew. But Gentiles, non-Jewish people cannot say you are a Jew, you have to say you are Jewish. I don't know where, I don't know if that's true, but it does sort of seem, sort of feels right. When I, if I, if I say, oh, that, that bloke's Jewish, that does sound very different than saying he is a singular version. It just sounds a bit, it does sound a bit derogatory, even though it's not. But, um, so that Kanye started going, I'm not a Jew, I'm Jew, I'm Jew. He just kept going, so I'm Jew. Black people are Jew. It was really, it's really fucking weird. But, but, but the thing about him is sometimes I think I like him. And he was he said this thing at the start and that Lex Fridman said something like, oh, we are all just human beings with engineering um, problems at face. I'm going to write that down. I'm gonna write, so he gets a bit of paper and he's writing it down. He's going, uh, and he, engine, in, I can't spell, engineering, anyway. I would put myself in the top five creative writers of human history. I mean, that's just fucking... You don't say that. You don't say, I mean, I'd put myself at number one. You've heard Pankinori coming soon, by the way. It's episode season two, quite harrowing. Some of the things I've been... Per and you know it's improvised, but to a point, obviously I sort of um, bullet point, plot point, have particular scenes and sort of like... I'll let you into a little secret. It's very easy. I just think of analogies and allegories and metaphors and then just stitch them together like I'm watching a film and everything's just a metaphor for something else. The first one was all about COVID, all about fucking COVID. Go back and listen to it or listen to it. If you haven't, if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. If you have listened to it, listen to it again. All about COVID. Some of it I thought was a bit too on the nose. The, the mosquito and the wasp. Probably my the, the, a bit too that might have been a bit too obvious. I was trying to be a bit more subtle than that, but the wasp representing the short, sharp, known pain of a flu-like virus, and the much less in, in the moment um, less invasive mosquito bite. You don't know what's in that. That was the vaccine. So I mean, it was a little bit just a little bit six for me, but. Um, it was all, the whole thing was, I might as well tell you now, the whole thing was about COVID, lockdown, a draconian, every, all of it, all of it. Legacy, legacy. Um, 
but this next one's more more about um me and my thoughts and where I put myself. Uh and it's and 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 I'm thinking about and it's very dark. It's gone down some dark and uh I find it quite like I, I think about it and I go, yeah, yeah, I think about it, I think about it. And then when I it's not until I go grab a bit of paper and I sort of like make some I'll probably write about for every ten minutes I talk on Pankanora, I'll probably write four words. So it's like that's how very limited the bullet points are. But if you saw the uh, bullet points, you'd think that was like like a fucking a, a someone's suicide note that couldn't write English very well. <laughs> it's just sort of like death, like all just all all dark stuff. Do you know what I mean? Loneliness, abandonment, ridicule. Awful stuff. So I find it quite taxing. And I went to re- and I, this. I went to record it yesterday, and I had to stop. I had to just go. Oh, I just. I need to be in a sort of really. I need to be in a not a good mood, but I need to be in a more positive place so I can rise above it and observe the uh, material, rather than feel like I'm in it. So no, that's probably gonna that's probably gonna turn a lot of you on to listen more, or you're gonna stay well away. Either either's fine with me, but it is gonna come soon. It is coming soon. I might do it today. I might do it today. I'm feeling alright today. I'm back on my. Um, I'm, I've got fat again, and I'm on my. Um, I ate some bread. Makes I I don't want to get disgusting and scatological, but on the keto diet, flatulence thing of the past. It's like it doesn't ever ever happen. It's like weird. Like just it doesn't happen. I think I'm gluten intolerant. I'm not a celiac, I don't think. So I ate some sourdough bread, which is the breadiest of all the breads. Uh, I think it's more gluten-y than not shit bread. But it's the fucking the crunch. And I had thick butter and I ate that. And, and like I said, flatulence I don't normally do. I ate this sourdough bread and I live in a terrace house. And I think the neighbours think I've got an orchestra warming up in here. It's fucking random notes and tones and... Woke me up. Disgusting. Sorry about that. But I'm gum. So anyway, I'm going on what I call my mega keto to get me back into it. I am just drinking and I've got some here. Can you hear that? Listen. That is black, strong coffee made in an AeroPress with a fucking great big lump of butter in it. And when I say lump of butter, I mean probably... One and a half matchboxes of butter whizzed up with one of those little milk frothers. And I've had one cup. That's all I've had on empty stomach. It's now coming up to, was it half one or something? What time is it? It's half one. And I am buzzing. It's like crack cocaine. And the thing about it is, I'll drink this. And then I won't need to eat for like four hours. And I'm going to drink it. I'm going to drink three cups of this today. That's all I'm going to have. I need to get back in keto. Because I got out of it with that fucking sourdough. And it was sort of nice, but it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So um, I did something fun on Wednesday. What day is it today? Tuesday. I did something fun on Tuesday. I did a sort of, not quite a corporate gig, but a gig in London. In like one of these shared office spaces where this, I guess the business is this company have like an office in cent- right in the shadow of the gherkin, underneath the gherkin. Um, when I was walking down with my little map on, I walked from Liverpool. So I got the train down. That's the fun bit. I got. The, I walked from Liverpool Street to this place, and on my map, 
it said there's like the tomb of the unknown Roman girl or something. Does anyone know what that is? I looked, I couldn't really see it. it looks like they've built a gherkin on top of it. Seems uh, harsh, but I don't know. So um, I was, I was like, right, because it was a corporate. I think the gig started at half six and finished at eight. There was an MC and two acts on. I was closing, you know. Uh, and the opener, oh my God, I'd never seen him before. Met him, really nice guy. Loved, I was like, oh God, he opened. I went to look him up on Facebook. He's got a fan page rather than a... He did Friday Night Live, just happened. He's been on like all the telly. Fucking nuts, man. I don't know who he was. I'm that I'm the out of touch old dinosaur, dead behind the eyes, hacky club act, which is all I ever wanted to be. And I, so anyway, I got the train down and because it, I'd finished at eight and the last train was at nine, it was so, 25 quid. Got dropped off at Norwich, no, I walked to Norwich Station. Uh, hour and 50 to Liverpool Street. Walked down there, did the gig. Uh, hung around for an hour, got the train back. Sitting there, my f oh, fucking, it was lovely. But I think that is the last train. So I can't do it all the time, otherwise I would do it all the time. Because for me, in my fucking tractor to drive to London, forget your diesel, forget the diesel costs, fuel costs, forget your road tax, your costs, all that. Just the ULES and the congestion charges, 27 quid. For me, to, that, that's just to, the toll to drive to London, literal toll, do you know what I mean? Not the toll on my soul, which I also feel. But yeah, and, and, and so anyway, I was in this office space and there's like, there's five different companies, they had beer on tap. And well, I didn't drink it, but the bloke goes, "Oh yeah, that, 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 that's all. I go, is that always there? They're like a re break room, commute with like free beers on that, like, well, proper like a bar, and it all had like those little metal cups, like like a fucking camper wanker would drink out of, like aluminium little beer cups." And I was like, "What's it? What's the fuck's going on?" And he goes, "Yeah, there's all these cups." So it wasn't a corporate, but it was like it was fucking great. I had a great time. Just the the the, the train thing, and I had an emotional moment. Listen, I'm going to say it. I don't normally do stuff like this. I grew up in a place called Brandon. Now, Brandon hasn't changed ever. It is literally, there's worse places, but there's not a lot going on there. I was going to really bury it. Uh, shithole, it is a bit of a shithole. And there was nothing to do there. And, and there's just, the lack of ambition I felt, I just felt like, I don't know, it was, it's not really a place. It's like, it feels like a through road. It's kind of like, East Anglia is like a sort of big round Mm, not like a peninsula, more like a cul-de-sac, isn't it? And Brandon's kind of like... If you think of, like, Wales... Right, that's it. Think of East Anglia and Wales, right? They're opposite ends of the country, east and west, and they're sort of similar. They jut out. Now, Wales is obviously a separate country. If you think of East Anglia as a region separate to that, you've got places, like, on the way to Wales that are, like, the gateway to Wales, like Ross-on-Wye. Like, if you're driving to Wales from most places in the south. You sort of hit Ross on one and go, well, I'm nearly in Wales. Brandon's kind of like the... If East Anglia had a gatehouse, you'd build it like around where Brandon is. But so it's not really anything. I don't know. It's on the edge of the fens, but it's not in the fens. It's in East Anglia, but it is in East Anglia, but it's sort of... And it's not got its own... It's just... So you kind of feel like there's nothing there and it's not from anywhere. And it's just like they just... It's like a little settlement on a fucking... In a lay-by on a road to Norwich from London, it feels like, almost... But, um, so anyway, every weekend I would get the train one week to Norwich with my skateboard and skate around and buy punk records from Bax Records. And then the next one I would go to get the National Express bus to Cambridge and I would get the, uh, go to Parrot Records and buy punk records. They used to just have a little punk section in our price. 
in the Grafton Centre for anyone around that area that remembers that. But Parrot Records was down. There's like a little arcade of shops. There's like Cambridge is odd. Cambridge is like split up. You've got the Grafton Centre. Then you walk through the sort of like park bit. There's like a green park bit. And then you get to like the older part of the town. Now, halfway down there, there's like an arcade of shops just off. This is too much detail. Near the near the bus station, really. So I used to buy my rec skate all day. And then I, that was handier, if I'm honest. Wasn't as good as Bax. Bax was a better record shop, right? Which is opposite where the Turtle Bay now is in Norwich. I think it's a whiskey shop now. But... Cambridge, you could skate all day and then you could buy your records and just you're there at the bus stop. Backs, you'd have to sort of like skate back up to the train station. They used to have a KFC on Prince of Wales Road halfway to the train station. I remember once I was sat on my skateboard out there eating, eating uh, chicken and chips and like an old homeless man came, all right, lads, you all right? And we were like, yeah. And he thought we were homeless. He started talking to us like we were in the game, like talking shop. Oh, have you seen that new place up there? You can go have a shit and a shave and a shower. And he's just started sticking his hand in my box and eating some chicken. Going, where'd you get this from? He was like, there. He was like, sitting, sitting outside the KFC. And he started eating like my chips and that. I didn't really care. And he goes, oh, you, what, you, and I had a bag with me. And he said, what you got in there? And I was just like, oh, just a hoodie and that. If it gets cold, he goes, yeah, yeah, I've got some fucking pornos in there. And I went, oh. And then he walked off. And I was like, I said to my mate, I think he thought we were homeless. That was like really weird. That was like he was talking inside baseball with us because you know this was pre pre. Don't don't be wrong. This is pre grunge. If this was the beginning of the grunge era, I mean, Mud Honey and the Melvins might, but this is way before Nirvana. But it was like ripped flannel shirts, camo trousers, Vans or Vision Streetwears. Do you know what I mean? That sort of thing. Etnies Natus. I had a pair of Etnies Natus. He was a cool skater because his name was uh, Satan backwards. That was that was his thing. But, um, so anyway, I used to sit at the bus station, uh, train station, sorry, in Norwich and think, oh, I've got to go back to Brandon now where there's nothing. And I used to sit in the waiting room. It's now like a, I had to walk past it. It's now a, just a glass fronted automatic ticket. It's got all the ticket machines where you help serve yourself. And I, and, I, and I was like, I used to sit in there and sort of watch people walk past that like, were like more interesting than people in Brandon, which was just Normiesville, nothingsville actually, weren't even... And I uh, think, God, imagine... And then, so on Tuesday, I was walking back from doing this corporate gig in London, which was like... And I walked past, and I could sort of see this little, fat, ruddy-cheeked, curly-haired idiot from Brandon looking through the glass at me, going... And if I'd have known... Because I loved comedy back then. I was Back then, it was all young ones and fucking blah, blah. So that young, like 13, 14-year-old me, if that could look through the glass and see the 47-year-old me and knew what I'd just been and done for a living, it would have been, like, beyond my wildest dreams. And I had a bit of a... I had a bit of a lump in my throat and thought, fuck, this is feels like a... I felt like the end of a... I don't know why. I think there's a thing about comedy, because it's not like graduating. You don't go, like, right, you've now passed your plumbing diploma. You are an official, you know, gas-safe plumber, like, from this day. It creeps up on you. And you go, I really want to be full-time. I want to do... A, I want to do a gig, first of all. And then you do your gig. Then you go, I want to get a paid gig. Then you get a paid gig. Then you go, I want to quit my job and go full time. And you sort of like, that doesn't happen like that. You know, it's not like, you know, if I was younger and, you know, a different demographic, maybe I would have been anointed to the comedy chair, but it didn't work. So you keep having this. It happened more than once. We look around and go, fuck, I'm sitting on, like, I used to be like, I'm sitting on a five star, I'm sitting on the beach with a, in a five star resort, all inclusive, in Turkey. 
because I'm going to talk about my dick for 20 minutes and make people laugh. And I've been flown out here and I can eat and drink as much as I want. And then I had, but I had it again on, but the one on Tuesday was deeper. It was like, God, I remember how hopeless I was. Because I wasn't comparing myself to when I was 30. I started when I was 33. I was comparing myself to this hopeless 13-year-old twat with a skateboard who's sort of like, because he felt like that, he used to do stupid, annoying stuff and was a bit of a, you know, I was a bit of a contrarian and I was a bit of a glitch in the matrix person. I sort of like push everyone's buttons until they pushed until I pushed them away. So true. I'd get someone, I'd get friends with someone, then I'd just sort of like just do more and more annoying and end up doing something completely cunty to just until they said, fuck, I hate you. I'm gonna, and then like, they'd sort of like go, and they'd go, oh yeah, I, kn- I knew you would hate me. I controlled your hate of me. I didn't, I didn't, you, you don't, you didn't choose to dislike me. I, I deliberately made you dislike me. What the fuck is that, man? What is that? But anyway, it was a nice moment. And uh, the gig was good. The gig was good. I've been on tour with <clears throat> a much more successful podcaster. Do you know, I don't know if you listen to Trigonometry, Francis Foster. Uh, we started around the same time, go way back. Good friends. And um, I've been supporting him. I've done three tour supports for him. I've done Bradford, Leamington Spa, which when I was on stage, I referred to it as Tunbridge Wells. Because it's like got two... Anywhere that's got two words in the name of a place, I don't... I'm not down with it. You don't need two. Do you know what I mean? Very few places have got two... I don't think there's no big cities that have. Let's go through them. London... Birmingham, they're the two biggest. Newcastle, Leeds, Manchester. Yeah, they've all got one word, but Leamington Spa, Tunbridge Wells. Ross on Y, I just said that's got three. Great Yarmouth, that's not a city actually, Great Yarmouth. Yeah, man, that, yeah. So, uh, anyway, I was in, what did I say? Leamington Spa, and then last night I was in Swindon. And it's great to do, very different, very different to comedy club crowds. You can take your time, or you have to take your time, or I think when I did, um, the first one I did was Bradford, I think I tried to attack it like a club set and inject, try to artificially inseminate some uh, comedy club energy. Not that there's no energy, but they're more like, they're watching, it's an art centre, it's more like a black box theatre, which... Uh, the one last night, there was actually a stage, but Black Box Theatre, normally, I think this is what it means, it's like you're stood on the floor as the performer and there's like rate seats what go up. Much like an amphitheatre. Uh, but I don't know what Black Box Theatre means. I shouldn't. Why would you deliberately start to um, qualify and explain something you don't know. I should have just said it's a black box there. But there's so many things I do that with. I did this with my girlfriend the other day. I love tonic water. I think tonic water is a much underrated pop. Like, I love it. I think I like it more than... I don't drink pop, but I like it more than, like, Pepsi Max. I like it. Tonic water. I love it. So, it's like not... And I said to her, I said... I was looking at the bottle. It says, it all says on it, got quinine in it. Quinine. Yeah? There's quinine in it. Quinning in it, in it. So I said, what's quinning? She goes, oh, yeah. I said, have you ever thought about it? She goes, yeah, for the quinning. I went, yeah, what is it? She went, oh, it's good for cramp. It's like a, I said, yeah, but what is it? Is it a fruit? Is it a root? What what actually is quinning? She didn't fucking know. But she, we, we Googled it and it's like a protein compound or something. 
I mean, we did Google it and I didn't pay any attention to what she said. The point was, we all go through life thinking we know stuff. We assume we know stuff until she thought she knew. This is this is me though, isn't it? And I said to her, I said, "Am I unusual?" She goes, "Yeah, no one's ever." Because I said, "Because like, I thought I didn't. I just all of a sudden wake up and go, I don't know what quinine is. I actually don't know what one looks like. What is a quinine? What is it? What is it?" And um, why the fuck was on about that? Come on, Ash, tell me. It was Gash? I need this is what I need him for. To, he's like my prompt. What was I on about that for? Because I didn't know something. Oh yeah. Hang on, no, Leamington Spa. Oh, what a black box theatre is. So I don't know what that mean, that term means, but I've been doing black, spot, black box theatres apparently. Maybe it just means they're square and painted black inside, like a bit like the old grey whistle test sound stage. I don't know what it means. But they're fun, and you can go on there and just did a new bit. I wrote a bit, especially for trigonometry fans, the fan base. It worked well last night. And it's, I think it's got potentials. Not, not bit yet. I think for them, just what I said, the concept was funny enough because it was about kind of like identity politics and how I feel as a someone who all of my identity traits are what people would have perceived in the past to be the norm. I haven't got any, I don't get any special dispensations because all if you listed all the things I am, they are the things that seem to be what everyone needs to antidote, as in straight, cisgendered, white, able-bodied, man, if you know what I mean. So it's like, it was about that. But it's definitely did, it wasn't, it was in no way derogatory of anyone else. It was just more like, basically the punchline is every year that passes, I'm a bit more of a cunt somehow. I don't know, like, do you know I mean? It's like, I keep getting categorised, like, through this. You know when you have, um, like, you know, like, you might have, like, um, like a machine that sort of, like, weeds out potatoes that are too big for Marks and Spencers, and there'll be, like, a gate and all the potatoes pass through this gate, and then the, the gate get generally smaller until you end up with the perfect size potato that's been filtered out gradually. Well, I am like the complete wrong potato for any sort of career in the media because every single gate I go through, I make it through instead of getting collected then. It's like the opposite, actually. So the things that get collected at the top, like if you're trans at the moment, that's like the first gate. It's like, yeah, you're in. And then it's like, doo -doo -doo -doo, I'm just like fucking gone straight into the bin at the end. I'm not moaning. Like I said, I had a little stare at myself on Tuesday when I was 14. And I'm very happy with where I am. That's not true. But I want more of what I've got. I don't want to change. I, I, I used to hate being a roofer. And I, I'm sure there's people that don't like their job. And you're going, I want this kind of... You know, it's like when you got... You have, did you ever have those moments where I just like freak out? Like I just plod along for 18 months without thinking about it. And then every 18 months or so, I'd just sort of like be sat at home with my head in my hands going, what the fuck am I doing? I've got to do something else. I can't do this until I retire. This, I, and I don't think that. I just want to do more of what I'm doing. And I don't, there is no, like I want a ship. And I used to always be panicking, thinking this ship's going to sink, right? And I need to get off this ship and onto another ship. How do I get a ship? How do I flag down a ship? There's a big massive sea out there that I can see just sea all around me. I need a ship to and I need to, but this ship, I'm going down on it. This I'm ride or die. This fucker sinks, I'm I'm going down saluting. Alright? I'll be doing a like tight 20 while the band plays when this ship goes down. I do not want to get off this ship. I do not and I want it to stay afloat for as long as possible. I'd like a bit more money. That's all. I mean I've got money, but it's a bit hand to mouth. 
Don't mind telling your listener, Patreon Kofi, you know what I'm saying. Lost the listener. He wasn't the patron, as I said. So we can't we can't go overboard to carry on with a ship analogy. But uh, yeah, and uh, I had a gig tonight. That's been pulled. There was a big clusterfuck about that. The weekend, I am in Chichester, then Derby. I don't know if anyone... Uh, I'm going to start doing this. Does anyone want to come? Does anyone live like now? Derby, come. Take some photos with me. I had a dream last night just to cut that, that I met Norm MacDonald. Now, I met... He was dead in my dream. Nothing to do with Ash's dad or what. And me and Ash spoke about Norm. He actually said to me that he might be able to listen to him again now. I don't know why, but that's... But anyway, I had this dream that because I'd booked the gig in before he died, I somehow got to meet him. And he didn't know he was going to die. Norm didn't know that he was cheating death. The, the Reaper himself, he must have beat him in a game of chess on a beach somewhere. Set up a game on a rock pool. Uh, and uh, I was getting my girlfriend to take loads of pictures. And me and Norm were cuddling. And she's going, no, no, I'm not taking it. I was going, fuck it, this is Norm, he's dead. Don't tell him. This is my only ever chance to get a photo of him. And she's going, no, he's, he's, um, I don't like that. It's turning me on. Because I was cuddling him. It's a fucking weird dream. I feel like I should have stopped that. 40%. I definitely should not have seen that all the way through. Too honest, that's my problem. Uh, so... The Earth is flat. It's not that it's flat. It's that it's simulated, and it operates as flat. But the only way to tie it up, it would appear as a ball. Now I'm going to mention two other very rudimentary early simulations to explain it. Pac-Man probably said it before. Pac-Man doesn't know he's a Pac-Man. Pac-Man thinks he's a man. He doesn't know the ghosts. Uh, aren't actual ghosts. He thinks that is the world. He doesn't know that there's a someone controlling him. It could be your argument about free will. Uh, but it's not, is it? So, But like Pac-Man, going around a maze, eating his chips. Now and then he gets a power pill and gets to chase the ghosts, turns the tables. He thinks that's his, there's that, nothing exists outside that. That is his plane, right? Finds a tunnel. He goes through the tunnel on the right. As soon as one pixel of his nose disappears off the right, it appears on the left. So if you said to that Pac-Man, what shape is the world? He would say it's like a cylinder. Imagine the map and on a bit of paper, on a bit of acetate. And then you bend it round so the tunnels are touching each other. So he would say, here's what... Now I'm going to go back. Back, listener, not forward, to another simulation. People of a certain age will remember asteroids. Two-dimensional plane. two Dimensional, north, south, east, west, everything in between. All right? Latitude, longitude. Now, when you go off, you can go off any edge of the screen in asteroids, and so do the asteroids. And when you go off the top right, you come on the bottom left. Now, if you said to the pilot of that vessel, if that is a complete world, what shape is your world? He would say, I'm on a globe. Because I can go in any direction, I end up back where I came from. In theory. And Antarctica is just where the simulation terminates and stitched together. It is flat. It's both. It's flat and a globe. And and it operates as flat. Works as flat. Like in everything. Gravity doesn't work. Gravity is too weak. Gravity is shit. Gravity, they can't even explain gravity. I saw a clip where someone said to Neil deGrasse Tyson, what is gravity? And he's, he, he doesn't know. No one knows. But yeah, that's holding everything bollocks. 
So simulation, so it's not flat, all, it's both flat and global. It doesn't matter, does it? Like in a simulation, you wouldn't go, oh yeah, but that, that your world isn't cylinder pack, man, you idiot. You go off that, but it is, isn't it? it from all intents and purposes, it is a cylinder. And uh, to the pilot of the vessel on asteroids, it is a globe, it is a ball. It, it just is. Like, he could, he could, it could be demonstrably a globe to him. But we're going, no, but we're... Because we know the simulation, it isn't. So don't have a go at the flat earthers. They're not wrong. If because I think the simulation, if the simulation theory is the the, the widely um, accepted theory now, they're not wrong. They're not fucking wrong. We're not wrong. They'll come out. Uh, did you see that? I heard that the, the, the Russell Brand said that doctors now can be sacked for giving COVID covid slash vaccine advice that isn't to the narrative now what do you think about that doctors who are all like oh oh you're an idiot anti-vaxxer which i'm not an anti-vaxxer i've had all the other ones my kids have had the vaccine for covid i chose not to have it facts here we go through the facts right facts this is i'm not facts that i think are facts i'm going to tell you un unrefutable facts one I chose not to have the vaccine and didn't have it. That's a fact. You can't argue with that, listener. Go fuck yourself. Two, I got COVID. Three, I wasn't hospitalised. Just take those three facts. Now, they're facts. They're not like opinions. They're not. That's not data that can be seen a certain way. I didn't have the vaccine. I did get COVID. I didn't go to hospital. So therefore, me personally, what did I cost the NHS throughout this? Zero. If you had the fucking vaccine, you cost the NHS. I've, my decision was correct. I didn't tell my kids not to have it. My kids did have it. My ex had it. My partner had it. I didn't. I didn't tell anyone. I did not. I was right. I didn't give it to anyone as far as I know. Not, the, not that, that's the other thing. Fact, the vaccine doesn't stop transmission. So I, I wasn't, I wasn't risky. I wasn't selfish. I was selfless. Because really, if, if it's a fact... And I'm not convinced. I don't know. I don't know if it is a fact, but let's say it is. Let's go with it. It is that having the vaccine would have slightly reduced my symptoms. I'm still glad I didn't have it because it weren't that bad. I felt rough. I did feel rough for 24 hours. I felt rough for 24. But it was nothing. It was no glandular fever. Let me tell you that. And I've had the flu, and it's. I was right personally to not have it because I didn't cost anyone any money. I didn't give it. I didn't damage anyone, and I didn't. You can't fuck with that. That's facts. All right. But now. If you're 15 and you went to a doctor, the, and this is the thing. So people are oh, you a doctor now, are you? Oh, you're a virologist, are you? Oh, I like how all the people on Facebook two months ago were uh, political experts during Brexit. And now all the same people happen to be vaccine experts. It's like, no, you would say to me, you would say to you, I'd hear it. Oh, I trust the doctors. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to trust the doctor. You know, I'm going to listen to what the doctors say, the people with the medical degrees that do doctoring, that are doctors, because they're doctors. And Well, now it turns out, those fucking saintly little doctors who know everything can get struck off, sacked, for giving advice that isn't from Big Pharma. Which, you know, it might come through the government, but you know it's really holding the puppet strings. So this person is supposed to have your best... That, is that fucking good? Well, what about a second opinion? Oh, no, there's no point getting a second opinion. We're all been told to say, what the fuck is going on? Wake up, sheeple. Do you know what I mean? But it is like that. I mean, 
So you could go to a doctor at 15 and go, I'm thinking, I want to get the vaccine. He goes, do you know what? You're really healthy. This new, You haven't had COVID. I mean, you've had COVID, sorry. You've had COVID. You've got natural antibodies. You, you know what? You're healthy. You, it, you've got no comorbidities. There's no way you're going to get hospitalised. I, I don't know if I'd have the vaccine. That doctor, right, giving his medical opinion, the doctor, the saintly fucking noble oracle doctor that you all said you were going to follow and listen to, now can't give their opinions. They're educated Professional, I don't know if it's true. I've just got to prefer, not interrupt and say I don't know if that is true. But if it is, that's scandalous. And if it isn't, still filled up four or five minutes of a podcast, isn't it? That's, that's the main thing. Um, so, Ash, I hope you are well. I know these things are... I don't know anything. I, I'd imagine it's a very difficult time. Uh, I'm... I don't know, that's it. I've done 40 minutes. Fucking hell, how did I do that? Uh... Yep, that's it. Okay, so keep listening. I'll probably put... I'm going to go in the Discord and see if anyone can do a Skype chat. I might do that right now. Um, But thanks for listening. We will be back in some capacity. I will keep this... I've been, it's been half term, I've got children, I've got a six year old and two teenage roadmen. Um, don't even own a pair of jeans. Neither of my children own a pair of jeans. Just all trackies and I'm like, how did this happen? How? I, I, my God, I can't wear a pair of tracksuit bottoms. There's not, I think you're either a tracksuit bottom person or you're not. There's something so vulnerable about the, and I think it's, do you think, it's not just, wow. It's just occurred to me. It's not just the zip that there's not the material. It's not just there's no material. Sorry, I'm talking about the the, the three piece front junk. I feel vulnerable and exposed. In tra- it's because it's just a piece of material. I mean, jeans. You've got the fly, then you've got the fly flap, and it's all sort of a bit bulky and it's double layered. Gives me a sense of security. As I don't know if you all know. I've said on a years ago about my anxiety dream. I can't sleep naked because I imagine that I'm sleeping on a photocopier flatbed and I'm being photocopied and I can even see the light going up and down and it wakes me up and I panic covering cupping cupping my penis and testicles in my hands screaming uh but yeah so I don't wear tracksuit bottoms but that that, again evolution's bollocks because my kids that they ain't got that gene they love them it's all they wear head to toe leisure wear as our American friends would say Right, that's 42 and a half minutes now. That is definitely enough. I will be in touch on Discord. That doesn't mean anything to anyone who isn't in Discord or a patron. Please donate. Um, the NHS is underfunded. Ash's dad, it was the big C what got him. So this, if you're feeling like you've got, I know times are tough, but if you did donate anything, donate a little bit extra and anything donated through the months of October and November, we will keep. Um, but just... You know, cheer us up a bit. Ash needs cheering up, really. I mean, I've lost a fan. He's lost his dad. We're both, let's just say, it's not a competition. We're both feeling it. So, so long, Laurie. And goodbye, listener. See you later. I won't see you later, alligator. But you're still an alligator. You were an alligator nonetheless. That's probably crass. Okay. My mouse has gone to sleep. It's now going to be awkward when I have to turn it off. And on again. There we go. Bye.